Welcome back to another episode of the Break the Bank Podcast. This is your boy Lurk. As always, I'm joined by my guy X and Dion. And last week, Dion once again led the pack. X, disgusting behavior. I think this might have been one of his worst weeks in the history of the show. I did okay. But we're going to pick up where we left off with the NBA, doing the over-unders for the Eastern Conference. And we're going to talk a little football before we get into this week's picks. Fellas, how y'all doing today? Living the dream, man. You know, buddy. Living the dream. How you feeling after after last week's debacle? It, I, I mean, I don't even know how to describe I, what happened. Look, I had a conversation with my kids today. I said, "Look, college don't gotta be for everybody." You know what I'm saying? Like your college fund is liquidated, is gone, but that's not the worst thing in the world. There's always technical school, maybe to get a scholarship. But you know, we're gonna bounce back. You know what I'm saying? I got. 11 years left. So hopefully I bounce back in time and they can, you know, go to college, man. But nah, it was a rough past weekend, bro. The Packers fuck. And look, I don't, look, I don't, you know what, fuck all that. I don't feel bad. You know what I'm saying? Like the Packers are playing the Patriots who were down to the third string quarterback and they didn't cover nine and a half points. Like, bro, that's criminal. I'd make that bet a hundred times out of a hundred. So would everyone listening. So would the two of you. That didn't go through. I just so happened to put that in parlays with every other team and, uh, you know, it costs uh, For the record, I just want to say I would not have done that. I even told you last week when you said he was taking that pick that I would not do that because regardless of who the fuck was playing quarterback for the Patriots, the Patriots still have a good defense and the Packers have struggled to put up points against everybody. And it's mainly because of the coaching, if you want to be real. Like, if you saw any of the game. If you shit, if you watch the Packers play this year, Aaron Rodgers don't got a receiver he could rely on to save his life. Yet they keep throwing the ball all crazy, relying on Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Jones been killing everybody. He's averaging like six yards a carry, barely gets any fucking touches. Hindsight is 2020, and in retrospect, you were right. But that's gross. Well, Dion, how you feeling though? You did it, you did pretty good last week. Yeah, I did all right. Um, back in first place, my rifle spot. You know what I'm saying? So, just gotta hold on to the lead. I, I got rich taste in shoes, though, fellas. Like X keeps losing money. He's worried about his kid, kids' Look, college funds. His grandkids might be paying for the pair of shoes I asked for. Listen, I made some. I got cocky. I made some stupid ass bets like Zaha how to score a goal. Like that, that's a low percentage bet. And the odds weren't high enough for me to take a chance like that. But I thought my league was insurmountable. But you know, the Packers brought me back down to earth, but it's all good. We right back at it. Yeah, I mean, you live to bet another day, right? Okay. So let's get into the NBA picks. We're gonna start off with the Southeast Division, the Miami Heat. They went 53 and 29, number one seed in the conference last year. DraftKings has him at 48 and a half. They lost P.J. Tucker. I know he's a role player, but I feel like whenever any team loses P.J. Tucker, it's a big fucking deal. And I feel that way again. And then they ain't really had nobody either. They just, like, re-signed everybody that was a pending free agent, gave Tyler Harrell an extension, and then they drafted Nikola Jovic. X, 48 and a half, over or under? Bro, I'm done betting against the Heat. I always think that they don't, they're don't. they not going to score enough. They're not going to manufacture too many easy points. But these motherfuckers win games because they got a top two or three coach in the league. So I think that that'll be good enough to get them over 48 and a half. 
I, I like the under on this one. I don't think they uh, – I just don't think they try hard enough to get the over. But how can you say that when they notoriously try hard during the regular season? Because uh, it's what failed them last year. Learn from your mistakes. You should try that with your bets this week. Yeah, honestly, I, I like the under on this one. And I don't think that they're going to have – like they're gonna have good health. You got a bunch of old people and injury prone people. You don't have that many young players. You don't have that many durable players. This is a long season. Either they're gonna deal with a ton of injuries, kind of like what they did last year, bro. They come, but come even on, they, they had, made they up had, for it. They had Yerkskiven or whatever his fucking name. Yeah, is. but they also have Max PJ, Struz. They also they don't have PJ Tucker in that locker room on the sidelines or in the games anymore. Like. Hey, time will tell. I just think he, they're going to get the absolute most out of what they have. And hopefully Kyle Lowry, I know he had some personal issues last year. You know, they're going to get hopefully a, a, a healthier Kyle Lowry for the full season. So we'll see. I don't, I don't think they're that deep of a team. I don't think that they have a very good chance of having good health. I like the under. I love our exposure as a coach. I think this is a solid regular season team, but I'm taking the under on this. Next up, we got the Atlanta Hawks. They they traded for Deontay Murray. They got Justin Holiday. They added a bunch of people that's not going to do shit for them. Besides that, traded away Herder, Gallinari, and they lost a bunch of role players in free agency. I know we spoke about the the addition of Deontay Murray before when it first happened, but they went 43 and 39 last year, and DraftKings has them at 45 and a half. Dion, how you feel about that? I like the over a ton. Um, this is a team that, again, uh, you learn from your mistakes. This is a team that is going to try very hard in uh, the regular season. I think, I think. Uh, DeJounte and uh, Trey is actually like a really formidable formidable backcourt. Um, and I like the pieces that they have around them too. If they are able to get rid of Capella, I like it to go way over. Yeah, when Banyama or whatever is a problem. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I think I just you just got to get rid of him. Yeah, I, I like the over on this, but I don't think they hit the over by too much. Maybe like 47, 48 wins. I, I'm big on the backcourt of Deontay Murray or DeJounte Murray and Trey Young. I think that's going to work well. And I think I think this is going to be the first year that we get to see Trey actually play off the ball and be effective at it. X, you got the uh, over or under 45 and a half wins. I love the under. I don't I don't think Deontay and Trey are gonna work well together because that's just not Trey. Trey's not Trey don't want to be off the ball, bro. Trey wants the ball. Trey wanna do Trey young things, sometimes to the detriment of his teammates. Um, and who who who's hitting an outside shot? They got rid of all their shooters. So who's who's when Deontay's out there, they're just gonna fucking go under every pick and roll, and they're gonna dare you to beat them from three. Who's gonna do it? Like they don't have any shooters. Uh, they got cheap, you know, for a team that isn't anywhere close to being a contender. For them to start cheaping out and start trading Herder and looking at making cost cutting moves, they're an unserious franchise. They're a poor franchise. So I think they go under. I don't. And 
how are they getting a stop on D? You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't see it. I love the under. I think this team is going backwards. I think, you know. How do they, they get a stop on defense? They still got DeAndre Hunter. They just added Deontay Murray. Bro, DeAndre Michael Hunter Pellers is not. Is a good room to turn. Deon, DeAndre Hunter trick y'all. You know what I'm saying? All right. We'll see. And we'll if you're see. playing so Capella you out the under, there. Right? If you're playing Capella out there with Murray, I mean, look, you're gonna go over because you're a Trey Young stand. It don't matter what I say, but um, nah, they, bro, that, I, I that do team my is best worse. To be objective and realistic, but all right, I mean, we'll see. We'll I, see. I understand your argument. I'm not. I, I'm not saying you you wrong for anything other than I think you underestimating um their capabilities to play solid team defense with with some of the people they got on their roster. But let's move on to the next team, the Charlotte Hornets. On last the year, <laughs> last year they went forty-three and thirty-nine. DraftKings has them at thirty-six and a half wins. Yeah, under, under. Lock it, lock it in. Yeah, Steve Clifford stinks. I, I, I think they fired their coach and managed to get a worse coach. Um, I also, you know, for as good as Lamelo is. And this isn't to say he can't do it, but he has to prove to me that he can score in the half court, um, creating his own shot in the, consistently throughout a season, um, playing at a much slower pace. That because that's what Steve Clifford will do. For so, I mean, I, the fit of Clifford as coach, I think, is horrible. I think he's a horrible coach. And then you factor in that they they lost Miles Bridges. Um, I, yeah, I just don't like this team. You're relying on Kelly Oubre and James Book Knight. Um, 36 and a half is a weird number. I kind of like them at like 38, to be honest, like 37, 38. So, yeah, I both got the under. What do you see them as, a tw- in the 20s or in the low 30s? Uh, low 30s, probably like 32. Yeah, like 30 to, 30 to 32. But here's the funny part, right? They should want to go under, right? Like, Miles Bridges aside, like, what they lack is top end talent. They should be bottoming out right now. There's only two teams that we know for sure are bottoming out. They should get it ahead of the game. They should trade do they away. Have the, do they have their pick? If they do, it's if even if they even if it's it's not unprotected. I don't believe they would have been stupid to give away I an think, unprotected um, pick. Yeah, I believe they have it. Yeah. Like so, if they have protections on the pick, or if they have their pick outright, then. I'm with you 100%, but if they don't, then it makes no sense to, like, tank at all. Like, just do your fucking best, even though it's not going to really be much. At least, like, do something and be competitive since... But what is, but, but let's, but, like, what is that? What is that? Bro, they have, their, they have their pick. But even if, let's say, there's protections on it, bro. Th- no, no, I'm only- saying, even if there's protections, then I still, I still bottom out. Like, as I said, like, if they had a chance in having their pick, whether it's outright or with protections, I say bottom out and try to keep your pick, right? Your team is not that good. But if you don't have your pick, then just do your fucking best. I think they should be looking to clear clear the the books for future seasons. None of the players that are currently there now, other than Lamelo, are going to be, like, a top three or four rotational piece on – if there's ever going to be like a good to great Hornets team, none of the players other than Melo that are there not right now are going to be a part of that. So you got to move off Hayward. You got to move off Rosier. You got to move off every everything that's not nailed down and just try and create as much flexibility for the future seasons because 
you know. Before we move on to the next team, Dion, you're a college basketball aficionado, right? Yeah. Do you what do you think happens with Book Knight this year? Like Book Knight this year, does he take a, a like? Do so, we see him at? I was about to say take a step forward, but he barely even saw the fucking floor last year. Like, so what I do you see from him. I never liked Book Knight. Yeah, Scoot Henderson's also a problem. I never liked Book Knight um, because I thought the best thing Book Knight did uh, in general was um, create his own shot in tight spaces, um, but. What my take this is in college, and but my takeaway from that wasn't his ability to get a shot off in tight spaces. It was that against very, very, very inferior opponents, he couldn't create his own shot. He couldn't create the space. Uh, that's a bigger issue to me than a compliment to him in terms of what he was doing. So, um, yeah, I'm not a huge James Book Knight guy at all, and he brings nothing on the defensive end. Absolutely nothing on the defensive end. All right, so then next team we got in the Southeast Division is the Washington Wizards. Washington Wizards went 35 and 47 last year. They traded for Will Barton and Monte Morris. They signed Taj Gibson, Delonte Wright, drafted Johnny Davis. You could tell us more about him in a minute, Dion. Went 35 and 47 last year. DraftKings has them going pretty much the same thing. Over under 35 and a half. What did you say they went last year? 35 and 47. Yeah, I like the over. I, I think this team got better, and I don't think um, – I think a few teams in the East got worse. So uh, that's too that's too low of a number for me not to go over for that reason. I like the over on this. Oh, I think – I think we see a much better version of Bradley Beal this year, right? Like we have to. Like he was awful last year when he was healthy, missed a ton of time. We have to see a better version of that. Like you said, they got better. They still have like a decent, like decent role players around them. They could. I see them in the low forties. I don't see them being like a really good team. I don't see them contending. I think they hover around five hundred, maybe slightly below five hundred. X thirty five and a half Washington Wizards under that team doesn't make any sense. Like any somebody tell me what the plan is. Like they have no plan. I don't. I don't know how what they. You know. Well, they got KP. They got Bill. They got Monte Morris. Will Barton. What was the white boy from last year? I forgot his name. The dude from Gonzaga, good three-point shooter. Kispert, right? Kispert, yeah. Like, it's even yeah. a draft. Like, they're drafting one-dimensional shooters. Like, you do that when that's, like, the missing piece for, to your team taking the next step. They should have taken a chance on a two-way wing or somebody that could have helped them defensively. I don't know how they're going to get stops. And I'm, I think they're stupid enough. They have so much money invested in Daniel Gafford that I think the coach is going to – play Porzingis at the four. And if they play Porzingis at the four, then that team is going to fucking stink. Their best chance is to play Porzingis at the five with three wings and Beal. But I don't know if that's the direction. I think it's more with. likely. I think it's more likely KP plays the five this year. But see, that's the thing. Like, ideally, that's his role. But there's no way Porzingis is going to, his body's going to be able to withstand. But not nah, yet, but they don't. I mean, five. I'm pretty sure he plays four at times and maybe even... A lot, but 
they don't have depth at the at, at the center position. They don't have Thomas Bryant no more. I mean, he wasn't even healthy the full look, season. Look, the, the year. fans recovered from the knee injury, but the fans are gonna uh, look at KP stats last year, right? And they're gonna, yo, he was putting up twenty and ten towards the end of the year. But the thing is, he was a he was a looter in a riot. You know what I'm saying? They were running everything to him. That's not gonna happen with Bill. So with Bill out there and Porzingis out there again, I just there's a way to utilize Porzingis. I just don't think that the Wizards have the roster to be able to maximize his talents. So ultimately, I don't see him alone being able to take them to the next level. And uh, yeah, I just hate the roster. I, I, it's aimless. So I'm taking the under. All right. So now we're going to move on to the final team in the Southeast Division. Orlando Magic went 22-60 and 60 last year. They don't they didn't do anything this all season. They lost Markel Fultz, if I'm not mistaken. Nah, he's still. I don't. I, I no. I mean, like injury wise. Wow. Um, Jonathan Isaac, I'll never expect to do anything ever. Um, I don't know why Terrence Ross is still on the roster. It makes no sense to me. Uh, this team is trash. I like Paolo, but he's a rookie. He's and I don't think he's like some generational dude that's gonna instantly make that big of a difference. Uh, DraftKings has them at 26 and a half. They went 22 and 60 last year. I'm taking the under. I think they're probably an 18 to 20 win team. I love the over. What's the total? 26 and a half. 26 and a half. I love the over. I think they get to 30 wins. I think they were missing exactly what Paolo provides. I love Wagner. Like, I like what they're building. And they, that team defends defends their ass off. All they needed last year to be more competitive was somebody that could kind of create their own shot. Too often, that had to be Terrence Ross or Markel Fultz or somebody else who wasn't equipped to do that. What I've seen from Paolo, he's that guy. You know what I'm saying? I do think that he is generational. I do think that he's really fucking good. Um, and I think he's going to make an instant impact. He'll average 18, 20 points this rookie year. And I think that's exactly what they need. They're going to win the games ugly. Um, but I think he's a huge difference maker. So I love the over. I'm with you on those averages. I like those numbers for him as a rookie. I do agree that he's going to be fucking great. But generational gets tossed around way too much. I don't think he's that. He's a primary scorer. You're right. I said generational because I was disagreeing with you with what you said, but he's a legitimately number one scoring option. You know what I'm saying? And that's what that team was missing. And I think he can provide playmaking too. Eventually, he'll be an elite scorer in the league and a solid playmaker um, at the same time. I just don't think that his rookie year, he's going to make that big of a difference. What fucks him is that Gary Harris got hurt. I think Gary yeah, Harris and then Fultz is hurt too. Yeah, um, Cole hurt. Anthony, Cole Anthony's not that good. Like what he's gonna have to take a major leap forward, especially with his efficiency and not wanting to go nut all the fucking time. Uh Bomba can't stay healthy. Wendell Carter Jr. can't stay healthy. When the fuck was the last time Jonathan Isaac played a game? Oh, uh, I do like Wagner. I think Franz Wagner is pretty good. He had a solid rookie year, but they don't have much, and there's a lot of health concerns across the fucking roster. 
I think the East got a little better this year and a little more competitive. I don't see them as a 31 team, nowhere close to it. But we haven't let Dion give his piece on this. How do you feel about 26 and a half for the Magic? Uh, so I agree with everything X said, but I think I don't think he's looking at this is an under because they are going to make it an under. Uh, this team should be able to go over based off the talent on the roster, but uh, dudes on this team will not play enough games on the stretch to get the over. They're going to go way under. And uh, that's my whole thing. They're that's gonna, a good point. That's a this good point. is going to be potentially Scoot Henderson's future home uh, or one Bonyman's future Scoot home. H- would that be smart to have Scoot and Paolo together? I mean, Scoot's a point guard. But is he going to be a pass first point guard? Bro, they just in talent acquisition mode at that point. They don't mm-hmm. have the they don't have the players to be trying to draft a fit. You just you get to the talent and you figure it out later. So you got the under Dion. Yeah, I got the under. X, have you changed your mind? Yeah, I he made me doubt it for a little bit, but I mean, it's 20 like 20 27 wins and you and I would still win the bet. I I think that's reasonable. And I think he's wanna I think he he's gonna want an imp- he's gonna wanna come in and prove that he was worthy because everybody's like Paolo, number one. What the fuck? I think he's gonna come in with a chip on his shoulder and yo. Yo, the he got average twenty five, and they still hit the under. But here's the thing: the one team that young, that young, the one thing young teams never do is guard up. Those motherfuckers guard up. Like you're gonna go into Orlando, you might beat them, but they're gonna make you work for every fucking bucket. And because of that, yeah, I like them to hit the over. I still don't think they hold up health wise, but we gonna see, man. I, I respect you. I respect your stance on this. I respect you being stubborn and not seeing the light, but you're going to be wrong. Next up, Milwaukee Bucks. They went 51 and 31. They added Joe Ingles in free agency. He's probably not going to be ready till probably like around Christmas, maybe after. What what he told? Like it's ACL last year, right? If I'm not bugging. Yeah. They have 50, they have 52 and a half wins, right? Pretty much right around where they were last year. DraftKings has them winning two more games. Or the same amount. Yeah, I'm not betting against Giannis, so give me the over by default. Yeah, I'm taking the over, too. This team, uh, they've done the whole we don't care about the regular season thing. And I think it kind of backfires on them, uh, specifically when you get to the playoffs. Um, so what you're saying is that they don't have that switch that the Warriors nah, that's have. Nah, that's not what I'm saying at all. So, uh, so what what makes the Warriors so special and what made them so special last year is the amount of lineups that they ran in the regular season. When you don't care about the regular season, you're running very similar lineups every single game. There's not a lot of diversity. And if one person goes down in the playoffs or one person gets in foul trouble or gets ejected or whatever, then you don't know what you're doing out on the court and you look lost a lot of the times. And I think that's what happened to the Milwaukee Bucks. And obviously the person that got hurt is Chris Middleton. And you don't want to, uh, you know, pretend like, you know, all they lost was uh, Pat Connaughton or something. But um, in my opinion, they need to be more diverse with their lineups in the regular season. And that means playing Giannis, Drew, and Middleton more and more with different guys. And they need to put in the effort too. Uh, that way when come playoff time, you're not worried about who you're on the court with. You know how to play with everybody. So we're all in agreement, the Milwaukee Bucks over. Next up, Chicago Bulls. 
Lonzo Ball, we don't know when he's going to play basketball again. They added Dragic, who's probably not going to play much. Andre Drummond is a negative asset. I don't know why they signed him. And they lost Troy Brown Jr., who didn't provide much value to them last year anyway. Uh, pretty much the same team as last year, when you really think about it. Um, we saw the effect it had on the team, especially on the defensive end, when they lost Ball and Caruso last year. Caruso's healthy right now. Hopefully he stays that way. Uh, they didn't have Patrick Williams last year, well, for pretty much the whole season anyway. So he should be back. 41 and a half wins on the season. Um, I'm going to take the over, but not by much. I think this is a 42-43 win team. What, what do you think, X? I got the under. And that's mostly just looking at the standards. Like, I think they'll probably end up 7th or 8th in the West. Uh, I'm sorry, in the East. So I think they probably finished like 40 and 42. Um, I, I don't like this team, right? They they had a, a gear to hit when they had Caruso and Ball, but without one of them, they still have Usovic out there. You know what I'm saying? And he's such a fucking sieve on defense that he makes it hard to build a sustainable team defense. I think that people would be foolish to expect the Rosen to have the same season that he had last year. That was like his best career year shoot efficiency-wise from the mid-range. If he takes any kind of step back, but his shot diet is still the same, then I think that's a negative for the team. So I'm taking the under. I just, I, I don't think they get enough stops, man. Oh, I'm with you as far as the seeding. I actually think they might be slightly low. They might be like 8-9 instead of 7-8. But I think the East is going to be much more competitive. There's going to be a lot more teams over 500. And they still end up as a playing team. Dion. 41 and a half Chicago Bulls. I like the under too. Uh, no one knows when Lonzo is coming back. Um, that means you have to start Io DeSumo. I'm not huge on him. I think he's a role player. Um, I mean, so is Lonzo. Nah, Lonzo is different. He's uh, different. Lonzo is different. Um, I don't like Vucevic. I don't like the idea of banking on DeRozan in the manner you banked on him last year. I don't really like the, the idea of banking on Levine either. So I, I think this one's a pretty easy under. Okay, next up, Cleveland Cavaliers. We all know about the big transaction that they had, what, maybe about a month ago. They traded for Donovan Mitchell. They signed Robin, Robin Lopez, drafted Oche Ajabi. Traded Colin Sexton, who missed basically He's the whole that. season last He's on... year. Yeah. The dude they drafted what? on the Jazz now. Oh, he was a part of the trade, right? Yeah. yeah. And Lowry Markinen, right? And Sexton. Yeah. Yeah, I mentioned Sexton. Yeah, so, I mean, they traded them for Donovan Mitchell. Um, I didn't realize that the rookie was a part of the trade, too. Um. Donovan Mitchell's there. They added Robin Lopez. So they, they got a backup center for Jared Allen in case he misses time. Evan Mobley proved he can play some five as well in the NBA. This team is really good. They went 44 and 38. If health is on their side, I like the over. They're at 47 and a half. I think they could be a 50-win team if they can stay pretty healthy. Yeah, I like the over on this one. Uh, I think Donovan Mitchell's exactly what they needed. Um, I think they had the defense to I, I said this about um 
Rudy going to Atlanta. Like if Trey were to ever work, he needs a Rudy Gobert type. If Donovan's ever going to work, he needs Mobley and Allen. And um, but they do need to get a uh, they do need to get a small forward somewhere. But I don't think they need anybody special at that position. So I think the person that they uh, you don't think you don't think Karis Levert could hold it down for them. No, he's off. Nah, that's not what they need <laughs> from the three. They they need like a, a three and D wing just come and play D hit corner threes, and that's pretty. You know what I'm saying? That's what they need because they don't need ideally, shot creation. Ideally, who would they add and then X after that? Um, let us know if you got the over under. Over and and add, I mean Crowder, Crowder would make sense for them. He can be had for cheap. I like Crowder on the Cavs. So. We all in agreement with the over. Next up, we got the bum-ass Indiana Pacers. Uh, I know this is a team that um, me and Dion spoke recently. Um, this is a team that he wanted to um, talk a little bit about. They are trash. They got rid of Malcolm Brogdon. Uh, TJ Warren is no longer there, but I honestly don't remember the last time he played meaningful minutes for them. I believe it was the bubble. Uh, they still got Tyrese Halliburton. Miles Turner can never stay healthy. He probably won't even play there for the whole season. DraftKings has him at 23 and a half wins. Dion, let's start with you because I know you 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 were talking about a potential trade for them. Yeah, I like the under on this team. Um, so the the Miles Turner and Buddy Heald for Russ and two picks trade. I hate that for the Lakers. Like I, I I think Miles Turner is so crazy overrated and Buddy Hill kind of stinks, man. Like I, I don't think either one of them are are playable in meaningful minutes in the postseason. And you're going to trade Russ and two first round picks for that. Like personally, I, I understand if you're the Lakers, you have to go all in on this very, very short window um, while you have LeBron there. But personally, if I were them, I would just wait. Like I'd let I'd let Russ expire, then you have a max contract next offseason. And even if you don't sign a superstar, the two guys you could get for the if you split the max in half, I think both would wind up being better than Turner and Heald. And honestly, bro, like one of those dudes could be Turner anyway because he's a free agent. So um, personally, if I'm the Lakers, I'm holding on to the picks. I I think Turner is kind of stinks. I couldn't disagree with Dion Moore. I think he's foolish. Um, what 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 the Lakers need is a five that could allow Davis to slide to the four because we we all know he doesn't want to play the four and for his long term health, you know you want him to you want you don't want him taking that type of punishment and they just need somebody that can fucking hit open shots and if you're gonna give Buddy Hill ten open threes a night he's gonna hit for over forty percent of them he can at least do that he doesn't need to be a stopper on D and at this point you got LeBron you got AD is two unprotected picks sort of an overpave. For that, yes, but they don't need stars to come in. Kyrie's not coming in to change this team's fortunes. They need people that can fit around LeBron, around AD, and I think that Turner is the ideal center to put next to AD because he stretches the floor, which would allow AD to still do his thing in the paint. Um, and you got Buddy Heald, who's a fucking he don't he can't do shit else, but the, he's a fucking flamethrower from deep. So I would do that. The Lakers would put the fear of God in me if they pulled that trade off. So because the Pacers are going to fucking swing a trade, it looks like. I'm going to take the under just because I don't want to get stuck with an over ticket and they trade all their bets. I think I think they hit the under with or without a trade, but I hope they do make that trade with the Lakers and get AD another ring. But 
Next up, Detroit Pistons. They went 23 and 59. They traded Jeremy Grant for a bag of chips. They added Nerlens Noel, Alec Burks, and Boyan Bogdanovich via trade. For some reason, they signed Kevin Knox. I don't know how he got another NBA contract. And they drafted Jaden Ivey and Jalen Duran. 23-59 last year. DraftKings has him at 29.5 this year. Dwayne Casey made some comments recently talking about this year is all about playing better and building and a bunch of bullshit. Like, everything he said just sounded like a bunch of loser talk. I'm taking the under 29.5 wins. Dion. Yeah, uh, I don't want to put too much emphasis on the preseason, but you can take little things away from it. I watched their game tonight. Um, Takeaway Bogdanovich, they have no one that the defense respects from the three-point line. Takeaway Cade, they have no one that can get their own shot. And even Cade, bro, that's still very much so in development for him. You see the flashes, but it, I don't believe it to be consistent enough as a second-year guy to really matter. Um I think this is a very easy under that that team that team's awful. Yeah, I don't understand the hype. Um, and Ivy's gonna come in and he's gonna be extremely fucking inefficient. And we need Kate. K needs space to thrive because he's not the most athletic dude. You know what I'm saying? He's not gonna create separation from defenders with his sheer athleticism. So you kind of have to space the floor so that he can really cook. And they just don't have the roster for that right now. So because of that. I think it's an easy under, but I think that they'll, he'll show flashes and he'll take a step forward. And it's really, it's all about development. You know what I'm saying? I don't know why they traded for Noel. I don't know why they traded for the other center because Duran is probably the third best center on that roster right now. And they should want to focus on player development versus, you know, trying to win games inexplicably. Question before we move on is K the generational talent. Nah. Now. Now we on to the final division. Atlantic division. Boston Celtics won a division last year, second in the Eastern Conference. They traded for Malcolm Brogdon. They added Danilo Gallinari. No, no more Daniel Tice. Aaron Nesmith was a part. Nesmith, however you say it, was a part of the trade for Brogdon. Which they pretty much traded nothing for Brogdon, if I'm being honest. They, they didn't really give up anything. A healthy Brogdon adds a lot to the team. Um, we spoke about the Ime Udoka situation a little bit last week. He's no longer the head coach. I forgot who their head coach is, but this Missoula. is first time. This is first time as a head coach, right? Yeah. They won 51 games last year. DraftKings has him at 53 and a half. I'm going to take the under, but I still think they're a 51 team. X, 53 and a half for the Boston Celtics. I'm with you. I got them winning 50, 51. I think 53 is too high. Like, and yo, folks forget. Motherfuckers is talking about trading Tatum. Do they trade Brown? Which one would they rather build around? Like the vibes on that team were really bad to start last year. And while I think that Brogdon definitely helps, I love Brogdon. I I just I don't know how healthy he's gonna be. And we saw what it was like. Cause let's be let's keep it real. 
early in the season last year, Ime was in over his head. You know what I'm saying? He developed and he grew as a coach. Um, and his coaching ability and ability to connect with the players helped lead that turnaround. I have no idea if the guy that's the coach now is going to have the same buy-in from the fucking players or if they're even going to respect them, knowing that this, they're probably going to be looking for a long-term coach in the offseason. And that's not the easiest locker room you know, to manage with all the egos and all the personalities in there and the lack of leadership. If Marcus Smart is your leader, you don't really have a lot of leadership because um, most guys probably just eye roll when he starts talking. So I'm going to take the under, but I still think they win 49-50 games. Yeah, I got the under two uh, for a variety of reasons. Um, probably the, the biggest one for me is um, to get to where they got last year, they went on a historical run January through April. Um, are they going to play every game this season? Like they have to, to make the playoffs, like their life depends on it the way they did last year. Probably not. So like, even though I don't think they're going to be as bad as they were the first three months last year, um, despite the, you know, the growing pains with the new coach and leadership, et cetera, like they're not going to play the same way they did the second half of the season because they don't have to this year. So I, I think they middle out somewhere and they get between like 48 and 51 wins. Yeah, on the nights where their shots aren't falling from deep, they had their defense to fall back on. But if the effort isn't there on some of those nights where they just can't hit the side of a fucking barn and Tatum is maybe inefficient that night. Yeah, they're, they're going to take a handful of L's that they shouldn't have taken. So I'm with hey, you. And like every player, every team has like nagging injuries we don't hear about. Right. Like that's a, you know, the, that's like a famous quote from Kobe. Um MJ, et cetera, like every legend says that. If you're Tatum and Brown and you're having those nagging injuries in February, March uh, next season and your team is firmly in the playoffs as like a top four to five seed, like you're not going to play that game versus last year you had to play that game because you damn near were about to be eliminated from the playoffs and out to play in the play and whatever. So like um, it's just – I just think it's going to be a much different uh, path to path to 50 wins this year than they had last year. So next up, we got the Philadelphia 76ers. They won 51 games last year. They added P.J. Tucker, Montrez Harrell, Daniel House, and DeAnthony Melton. I think that DeAnthony Melton and P.J. Tucker additions are going to be huge. Uh, James Harden supposedly lost over 100 pounds. I think an engaged, in-shape Harden is going to do wonders for them as well. I expect Tyrese Maxey to continue to pick up where he left off last year. He's a really good fucking player. Still at a draft that, what was he, like the 21st pick that year, something like that? Like, ridiculous how good he's become for them. They won 51 games last year. They are at 50 and a half with DraftKings. I'm taking the over. This is a potentially 61 team, in my opinion. Embiid just might finally get his just due and get that MVP this year. X, 50 and a half. It's a over and it's a lock. This might be the best team in the East. Loki, and look, those role players that you mentioned, for some teams that doesn't change their fortune, but for them, bro, those guys fit perfectly around fucking Embiid. And even Daniel House, bro. Daniel House, Loki, was the most impactful play on the Jazz when they lost to my Mavs last year. Like, bro, he was hitting threes. He was 
playing his ass off on D. Like, if he can do those things, bro, that's his fucking steal. And they got him for what? Two, three million bucks? Tucker, you, you know what I'm saying? He, Tucker going to do what he do. Like you said, Maxie takes a step forward. Like, bro, I, I love that team. I really do. I think that's an easy fucking over. Yeah, I really like this team, too. Like, what? how many wins did they have last year, you said? 51. 51, and the total is 53 and a half? 52 and a half? 50, 50 and a half. They right, disrespecting so them. They, they had 51 wins last year, and let's keep in mind, they played half the season without Ben Simmons or anyone they traded Ben Simmons for. Uh no, D'Anthony Melton's, I think, it, I think is a phenomenal player. They don't have to play Ty Bull anymore. That's massive in its own right. And um, if Maxi takes any any step whatsoever, like this is the easiest path to 55 wins probably in the league. I think this team's closer to 60 with health, but I also don't even think they need like the health like that. Like if if MB needs to sit out games here and there to make sure he's ready for the playoffs, I think this team can survive it in, in a manner that they have been unable to survive injuries in the past. And I was watching um, a clip. It was last week. Doc Rivers talking to um, James Harden at practice and explaining to him, like, I'm not trying to hear you just want to be a playmaker. I need you to go out there and fucking score. I need you to I need you to be in the spots that you most comfortable with so you could do your thing. I need you to make sure that MB is getting the ball when he's in his spots. And James Harden, at least the body language, looked like he he's with the shits. Like he's trying to win this year. He's all in on doing everything he has to to win. And if he's anything close to what he was, even his first little stint with the um, Brooklyn Nets before last year. Or even like, I don't think, I don't think we get James Harden that was on the Houston Rockets anymore, but if he gets anywhere close to where he was uh, his first year in Brooklyn, this is easily a 61 team, even if Embiid has to miss a couple games here and there. Even like Montrez Hair was like an underrated sign and like they've always been a disaster whenever. Yeah, for the regular season. For like but, the first two months, yeah. Like yeah, the, but, the, the first two months of the Montrez Harrell experiment, like he's dunking, he's running, doing gun signs to the crowd. Everybody loves it. Like October, November, Montrez is going to be a problem. Yeah. I, I, think, I think they get off to a hot start. I, I think the only thing that holds this team back is I don't think Doc Rivers is a good NBA head coach. But, you know, we'll see. Hopefully he don't fuck this up. Next up, Toronto Raptors. They added Otto Porter Jr., Wancho Hernan, Hernan Gomez, and Josh Jackson. They didn't lose anybody. 45 and a half wins. There's, some, there's something fishy about that line. They're begging you to take the over. I'm going to fall back on my opinion that I just don't think that they're that good. I get what they see with Scotty Barnes, but I don't think he's that guy yet. And the reason they turned their season around is because Siakam started balling out the second half of the season, but you can't just bypass the fact that he really fucking stunk the first half of the season. So let's assume that his play ends up somewhere in the middle. 
if his play ends up somewhere in the middle, then yes, they're going to regress as a team. And because of that, I'm going to go ahead and take the under. This is one I would probably stay away from as well. I think this and the Hornets are probably the only two that I don't want no parts of. But I'm probably going to go under as well. Probably a 500 team. But then again, I do remember shitting on them last year around this time saying they weren't even going to win 20 games and they won 48. Is Nick Nurse and the Raptors anything is possible? Dion, 45 and a half. I know you love to hate these motherfuckers after what they did to your team and how much people talk up OG. How you feel about that 45 and a half total? I like the over. It, I think Nick Nurse is a phenomenal coach. Um, Fred's nice. Scotty, I, I need to see some more from Scotty this year. I know it's probably like the... Uh, the unpopular opinion, but I think Pascal is all NBA, one of the best players in the league um, as well. So I love the Otto Porter addition too, to that roster. So uh, I think this one's pretty firmly over. So what seed seed do you have them finishing in? The Raptors. uh, I think between, uh, to be honest, because real quick, let's. I feel like Dion thinks they're a top four team with the way yeah, he's talking about. Yeah, I think about them. I think they're, they're gonna. I think from a regular season perspective, I kind of think they're gonna finish like second or third. Really? Yeah. So I I think the top three, and I don't want to say the order because like anything could happen, but I think the top three in the East is gonna be Philly, Milwaukee, and Toronto from a regular season perspective only. Um, okay, so I already know the direction you're going with the next team, and wow. that that's just because like. I, when we get to it, I'm going to take the Nets over, but like, I don't think the Nets are going to, uh, I don't think the Nets are going to ascend into that top three. I don't well, think Miami's going to try hard enough. Well, that's a perfect segue. I don't see how you can take the Nets over at 50 and a half with everything you just said. I'm definitely taking the over. I think everybody on this team has something to prove as far as like the main stars go um 50 and a half seems a little low for this team i understand why it's at 50 and a half i just feel like it seems a little low i think this is the year that brooklyn really like gets on their bullshit um this is the first time probably in his entire career that i'm rooting for ben simmons to do good I'm maybe this is an emotional pick. I'm taking the over on 50 and a half. Dion, you said you were going to take the all over without knowing the number. Everything you just said about the Raptors and what you just said about the Nets, how do you still take the over? Because I think the Raptors get between 50 and 55 wins, and I think the Nets slightly get over at 51 here. So the reason I think the Nets go over is they got 44 wins, I believe, last year. Um and that was with Kyrie playing like 30 some of my games, Ben Simmons not playing at all. I like the Royce O'Neal edition. Uh, in my opinion, like last year for the And Nets, they added Markeith Morris and TJ Warren. Yeah, they both stink. Uh, but um I, I think like like what there's two teams that are very comparable to me. You got the Lakers and you got the Nets. When you look at the Lakers situation, you're like, they could get worse. Uh, do I believe the Lakers will get worse because they have AD and Braun? No, but the Lakers situation doesn't feel like they've hit rock bottom yet. To me, the Nets last year, like 
there is no way the situation could get worse than your best player not being able to practice, or not your best player, but your second best player not being able to practice with you until well after Christmas, your best player getting hurt in January when Kyrie gets back, the Harden situation, then you trade for Ben Simmons, who doesn't play at all. Like, I, I don't I don't see how it could get any worse for them. Um, so, and they were able to get to 44 wins despite all that. So I don't, I don't think seven more is anything crazy. Yeah, I got the over. I mean, look, drama aside and my personal disdain for Kyrie aside, that's a really good fucking team. And they're getting back a, a healthy Joe Harris. He's going to be a difference maker for them. I know they traded a first for what's his name? Royce O'Neal. That's a wing defender that they really didn't have before. So they're going to be lineups where they're going to be able to surround Kyrie and KD with like some legitimate defensive talent. They never had that in Brooklyn before. So it just adds a different element to them and they'll be able to grind out some wins in a regular season just through actual fucking defense. Um, I hate Simmons, but the boy can defend his ass off. Um, Really for them, and if they can get anything out of their fucking, I mean, anything out of their center position, then, I mean, they're going to be really, really, really scary. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, I think I think it's over for sure. And wait, well, real quick. So you, just for the record, you got the Raptors finishing with a better record than the Nets. I do. Yeah. So I believe the Raptors, I believe there's going to be four 50-win teams in the East at least. And um, I think the Raptors are going to be substantially over 50. All right. So you pegged the Celtics at what? 50, let's say. Yeah. So Okay. Celtics, I, I said between for the Celtics, like 48 and 52. I think the Celtics get to 60. Um, I think the Bucks get in the 50. You mean the range. Sixers, right? My bad. The Sixers get to 60. Uh, the Bucks get in the 55 range. And then I think the Raptors get between 53 and 57. And the uh, wow, you went from 50 to 55 to 53 and, 50, and 57 for the Raptors. No, I said they're a 50 win team. That's the same shit. And to use your logic, right? When we did this for football, you said you're taking so many overs, somebody has to go under. So I've got you over on Widgets, over on Nets, over on Magic, over on Bucks. Over under on, on the Magic. I'm way under on the Magic. Oh, you're way? Okay, sorry. You're over on the Cavs, right? You're yes. over on the Hawks, over on the Sixers, over on the, well, Celtics still 50 wins, and then 50 wins for the Raptors. I just don't think there's enough wins out there for all that. So... I think with how much under the Hornets are going to go, with how much under the Magic are going to go, the, the difference between football and basketball is, like, you don't play – in basketball, you play, like, everybody in the league, right? Like, in football, you're playing six of your 17 games are within the division. So when you have three teams go over, it's harder to find those wins, uh, which is my thing with that one. In basketball, like, it's – it's a little different to me because uh, you could no, I feel you. I, most, you could lose a bunch I, of Eastern Conference games and get hot on a West Coast trip and still get to 50. That that only emboldened uh, my, my Hawks undertake is what I'm saying. I agree with we, most of what you're saying. I just think I, the Hawks I, I see where you I, I see. I see what you're saying. X. I, oh, I'm kind of with it. you on that, but we, we got to get to the last team before yeah. we move on to the to the NFL. Yeah. New York Knicks, they went 37 and 45 last year. They added Jalen Brunson in free agency. They traded Alec Burks, Nernis Noel, Taj Gibson, and Kemba Walker. They added Isaiah Hartenstein. I don't know how much he's really going to play. They went 37 and 45 last year. DraftKings has him at 38 and a half. 
Uh, not a big fan of Jalen Brunson, but I'm going to take the over. I think he's worth at least two, three wins. I think RJ takes another big step forward. Julius Randle finally buys into the fact that he's not the number one guy. This isn't his team anymore, but he can still play a significant role. I'm going to take the over. I don't think they go over by too much. This is about a 500 team, in my opinion, at best. But I do like the over. 38 Knicks, and a half wins. Knicks games are going to sound like the opening scene of Saving Private Ryan. There's going to be a fucking assault on the backboard. I hate your team. I hate the way it fits. I hate that you guys gave money to Mitchell Robinson to pair him with Julius Frandu. I hate everything about the Knicks organization. I really don't think that they fit. And I don't think Jalen Brunson does anything for you guys. Um, you don't need his ball, his ball handling when you have ball hawk. RJ Barrett needs the ball. Fucking Julius Frandu is gonna take the ball whether you give it to him or not. And then they're still prioritizing playing vets over developing some of the younger guys, which is what you guys should be doing. So I think that by chasing wins is going to make you a worse team. And I love the under. I, I think that team stinks a lot. I think and they, they fucked up. And, and you said they the fucked up with phrase. Donovan. They fucked up with Donovan. But they've you, been building towards that. Phrase, What's the key phrase? Chasing wins. That's what Thibodeau does. Correct. He said the head coach last I checked. Yes. 38 and a half seems reasonable to hit the now, over on anyway. No, because he's gonna he's gonna play vets that are not as good as the younger players. Whereas the best thing is to give the younger minutes more. I mean, what the fuck is Obi? When is Obi Toppin gonna play? He comes off the bench. He was playing last year. He should be playing more. I don't. I'm not an Obi Toppin believer. I'm just saying. I don't believe in him. I think he's gonna grind. He's gonna grind his fucking vets down. And I just don't like the way that that team. I don't right, like let me ask you a question real quick. I don't want to get too hung up on this because we still got to get to our picks and we've been going for a minute on the on the Eastern Conference. But how many minutes do you think Obi Toppin should be playing? Twice as, as much as he's going to get. Well, how many minutes, if you had to put a number on it, approximately how much would you say? 16. 16 minutes. Yeah. He played 17 minutes a game last year. That was probably boosted up by the last month and change. Look, regardless, I just don't think that team fits. And I think you guys fucked up because you were building. Everything that you guys did last year in the draft was for that Donovan Mitchell trade. You traded out of that pick to accumulate future draft picks that were protected and were out in the future because those are those are important sweetening the deal for Donovan Mitchell. And you didn't pull the trigger on a Donovan Mitchell trade. And now where are you? If they trade for Donovan Mitchell, I think that they probably finish above 500. But now you could have added an impact play in the draft. You didn't. And now you have worse assets and a worse team that doesn't fit. Um, so, yeah, um, I'm steadfast. That's an easy under for me. Dion, did you give your pick? Uh, I didn't. No, so, so I think this team fucking stinks out loud. Uh, I agree with everything X said. But, again, like I'm using last season as – uh, a gauging point, and they got 37 wins. And when you list half the players they lost, they lost. Then you tell me the two players they added. I think Brunson and Hardenstein get you two more wins. So, uh, and, and I, that was my whole shit. Like at the end of the day, 
My bad. I didn't mean to cut you off, Dion, but I'm with you. Yeah, I, I think this team stinks out loud, but 39 wins, sure. 40 wins, Look, sure. The, the team is trash. I agree. This team is trash. Everything you said, X, is true. But I'm a believer in R.J. Barrett. I think this team, like, everything they got rid of just opens up minutes for other people that are better and healthier. No Taj Gibson at all means Obi has to play more regardless. I think that they hit the over not by much. Now let's move on to the NFL. We've been going for a minute on the NBA. The season ain't even start yet. Dion went four and three last week, so he gets to go first. I went three and three with a push because Ohio State, some bitches, fucking did a fake punt and got like 20 yards, up 29 points with like nine and a half minutes left and didn't score again for the rest of the fucking game. X had a push as well, but he stunk it up, went one and five. Only person to have a week like that was Dion the first week of the season. Dion is officially in the lead. I'm in last place, and X's went from first to second over the last week or two. Dion, we're going to start with you because you had the best week, four and three. What's your first pick? Uh, it's 49ers and Panthers under 39 and a half. I think this 49ers defense might be the best thing we've seen in recent memory, probably since LOB and the Niners defenses, maybe that Broncos defense too, but, uh, and the Panthers defense, like, I think it's okay. Like, was that Broncos defense before or after that Seahawks defense? It was after. Um, and I think that, I, I think the Panthers defense is all right. It's pretty good too. So, uh, ultimately both these QBs stink. I don't really see that. You, if you told me the Niners got to 20 plus, I'd believe you, but I don't, see how the Panthers even get to 10. So um, I think this is pretty easy under. I like Chargers minus three against the Cleveland Browns. Uh, Justin Herbert showed me last week that you were right, Dion. That rib, that rib injury is not an issue. Mike Williams balling out. Austin Eckler balling out. Their defense is, I'm a believer. I think their defense is really fucking good. The Cleveland Browns, eh, Nick Chubb is a beast, but until they get Deshaun back, like, I'm, I, what, you're two and two, I'm not really fucking with y'all, but I'm not going to sit there and shit on y'all because y'all have shown that y'all going to make it tough and hang in there. I don't think three points is much. They probably win by at least a touchdown. Chargers minus three. X, it's on you for your first pick. I hate the I hate the board this week. Um, God, it's such an ugly board. Yo, th- one team is good, the other team stinks. Give me the Cardinals minus five and a half over the Cardinals. Eagles, you mean the Cardinals yeah. minus five and Sorry. a half over the Sorry. Cardinals. <laughs> so my bad, my bad. The Eagles minus five and a half over the Cardinals. Um, for my second one, I'm gonna go to college. Uh Arizona State is the worst football team I've ever seen. This play is actually minus 120. Uh, I don't know why, but uh, I'm going to take Washington minus 13 against Arizona State. I'm going to stick with the NFL for now. I got a couple college picks in mind, but I'm going to take New York Giants plus eight against the Green, plus eight and a half against the Green Bay Packers. Like I said, 
I told you X before this Packers offense struggles to put up points. This Giants defense has shown that they're gonna do their best to keep it close. They're gonna they're gonna limit the run game. They bend but don't break. They blitz a lot. The Packers have struggled against the blitz. Giants defense is playing with confidence. They got what seven sacks, six sacks on Sunday. Shit, they might even steal a win at Lambeau Field, to be honest. The way the Packers offense been looking and the way the Giants defense been looking. I mean, well, again, it all depends on the quarterback situation, too, because Daniel Jones might not play. Might be a Davis Webb situation going on because Tyrod Taylor's in concussion protocol. But I think the Giants, at the very worst, keep this close within the field goal, maybe five, six points at worst. Plus eight and a half for me. That's minus 115 for the Giants. Over three and a half goals, Man City vs. Southampton, minus 135. I was looking at that too, but I decided to stay away from the goals. I was going to take the spread, but what is it, like two and a half is the only thing worth taking? I can't honestly. I don't even see. I don't even see the spread. Nah, yeah, I had to go to the. I had to like go into the more wagers and look at the game lines, oh, yeah. and and I think the only thing worth taking was like minus two and a half or minus three and a half. Everything else was like minus one sixty or worse. I was like, I right, forget it. I'm gonna just stay away from the the EPL. But Dion, it's on you. I got a uh, tennis. Tennessee minus two and a half against uh, LSU. I don't. I so I bet on LSU on last Saturday and um, thinking they had figured it out with Brian Kelly. I, I think they're getting there, but they're not close enough to be able to compete with Tennessee right now. So I actually like honestly, if you can find an alternate line, I think that's pretty easy. My next pick is. Give me the under 47 and a half in Chargers Browns. I'm going to go Georgia Auburn over 49 points minus 110. All right. I got another I got another soccer bet. I'm going to take um they just one team just fired their coach. So give me Aston Villa plus 120 over Nottingham Forest. Can I take a guess on who fired their coach? Nottingham Forest. Uh, well, their manager isn't that the the correct term for for soccer? Apologies, yes, they're, they're, they're See, football there you go, manager. Up. Um, Aston Villa's the team that fired their coach. No, Nottingham Forest. This is their first game after firing their coach. Yeah, Nottingham Forest is gonna win. Be nah, honest, nah, you. That's not how it works in soccer. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's just not how it works at all. Yeah. Um, give me. I'm gonna take a soccer bet too. Give me Leicester plus one ten. I think I. I think I handed them out last week. No. 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 Nah, I, I took Newcastle. I took Newcastle last week. Uh, Leicester. Yeah, that hit. Um, Leicester's nice. They're going up against Bournemouth. That team's gonna get relegated. So that should be pretty easy. Yeah, Leicester look good on on Sunday. I'm the only lie. team they didn't look Monday good Monday they look good. The only team they didn't look good against was Tottenham, and that wasn't even them not looking good against Tottenham. That was Sunny got benched and came out with a fire lit under his ass. But in reality, like if they played Tottenham at full strength, they probably would have looked fine. I'm gonna take 
USC minus 13 against Washington State minus 105. Uh, give me the Bills minus four for the first quarter over the Steelers. What are the odds on that? Minus 115. My apologies. You get it. Wow. Um, for my Thursday bet, I've hit my last two anytime touchdown score bets on the Thursday weeks with uh, Najee Harris and Chase Edmonds. Give me Melvin Gordon. It, this one's not as juicy of odds as the last two. It's just plus 105. Jonathan Taylor said he expects to play, but well, that he plans on playing, but he doesn't know yet. Um, I'm going to go with a receiver this week. Give me Michael Pittman Jr. over 65 and a half reception yards minus 115. All right. I'm going to do this Price is Right style. Give me Melvin Gordon first touchdown scorer at plus 600. <laughs> All right. For uh, Monday, um, I'm going to take the lame pick. Give me Chiefs Raiders over 51, bro. Both, both these Wait, defenses. Can I stay. change my pick? Can I can I change my pick for Thursday? Yeah, I mean, I don't care. I don't know why you change it from a winner to what's probably a loser. But I those... was gonna take a long shot at plus five fifty, but when you when you when you do put into perspective that I most likely pick the winner, let me just play it safe and get back in the green. Anyway, give me Chiefs Raiders over fifty one. I think both these defenses suck, specifically the Raiders one. Uh, and that secondary from the Chiefs is suspect. So once they go up like 14, 21, nothing, and the Raiders have to throw, I think getting to this total is pretty easy. See, I, for some reason, I feel like, and I could be wrong. Y'all know anytime y'all Google my opinion, sometimes I'll be way off. Uh, I feel like Raiders-Chiefs games be really low scoring. Um, Let's see. A lot of turnovers. Let's see. 48 to 9. Is the most recent one. The one before that was 41-14. Yo, the Chiefs <laughs> Yo, the Chiefs be talking. Yo, they be dog. I right, fuck that. I'm gonna go ahead and take the fucking nah, it's my pick. <laughs> Yo, the so Chiefs be I was originally gonna just take the, the Chiefs spread, but I think I'm gonna go alternate. I'm gonna take Chiefs. Oh, you're a little slut with it. I like it. Yeah, Chiefs minus. I'm going to go, it bit me in the ass last weekend, but I'm going to take the minus nine and a half alternate spread again. Kansas City Chiefs minus nine and a half plus 113. Yeah, I'm going to just, I'm going to take the easy dub. Just give me the Chiefs minus seven, minus 115. Yeah, they really be t- – I just looked up, like, the last, like, <laughs> basically ever since Mahomes took over as started, they really just be dogging the Raiders. <laughs> <laughs> Has it been think- by at least two touchdowns every time? Because I'm looking at this yeah, minus so 14 it- plus 202, and I want to take that instead. In 2020, so I just I looked up 2021. This one, this 2020, it was 40-32 and then 35-31. <laughs> Nah, yeah, wait, that ain't that many points, but they that's not that many points. points. But like these Damn, games, that were, makes me question why. No, these games were blowouts, and then the Raiders like came back in garbage time. And then the previous year was t- 28 10. That's not a ton of points. Mahomes had 443 yards in that game, and then the, the one after was 40 to 9. Yeah, they scored 40 points. Mahomes didn't even have 200 passing yards. 
Wow. They really just be dogging the Raiders. Even the close games, like like I said, it's just the Raiders coming back. The Raiders think, yo, they got one win on the season. And it's against the bum-ass Broncos. I told y'all, Raiders under. Y'all both went over. I told y'all, yo, they stink. Y'all didn't believe me. Yo, but you also, you also were right about Russ being washed, right? Correct. But you were also wrong about the Texans and Davis Mills and Damian Pierce. Bro, you were wrong no, about the you were no, wrong about no, the no. Colts. Bro. I let you and Dion talk me into Colts over. Dumb motherfuckers ain't shit. What are they're what? One, one, two, one, and two, one. and one. Yeah. yeah, right, right. Got them right where they want them. And they, play against the, they play the they play the Broncos this week, so they're two, two, and one. <laughs> I yeah, I should take the fucking calls. I should have took the fucking calls because the Broncos stink. But brother, Texas been competitive. They're being held back by Lovey Smith. I submit. I underestimated how terrible he is. I hesitated to shit on him. They I didn't, didn't want to come across shut out by the Jaguars. Now nah, they're being held yeah. back because Davis Mills, uh, like so oh, fuck. They don't have so no receivers, bro. Nah, so there's very few quarterbacks I say this about in college and the NFL. When they drop back and they throw the ball, I'm like, damn, that's incomplete. When Davis Mills drops back and throws the ball, I'm like, yo, that's fucking incomplete. <laughs> like, he'd be throwing nowhere near his receivers, bro. He's just not that good. Which is fine. They drafted him, what, like the fifth round? Like, he's not supposed to be good. I'm hurt. I mean, he... he... He's completing sixty-two percent of his passes, which is horrible. But I mean, I mean, not horrible, but it's not great. Nah, that's horrible. Sixty, yeah. Nah, right. it's horrible. That's, that's got to be like that. bottom. That's got to be like bottom five in the league. That's horrible. Well, I mean, again, against the Chargers, he completed seventy-four percent of his passes, but he still threw two interceptions. Yeah. But yeah, all right. But that's it. That's it, man. So tune in next week. See if X. Did better than last week if Dion's still in first place and if I finally got out of last place. Yo, y'all are gonna cop me the Marty McFlies. I'm just telling you now. So just <laughs> just be prepared. I need those in my life. All right, y'all. Oh, yeah, so the way that my bank account is set up. <laughs>